This is the New City Podcast, where we exist to renew the Quad Cities by restoring the health of its people. The standard American lifestyle is destroying our health and compromising every aspect of our lives. This leaves people feeling defeated and doubting their ability to ever change. We teach people how to make intentional lifestyle decisions that will result in an optimal state of health. When people are healthy, they have more freedom to enjoy life. And a community of healthy people grows into a healthy, renewed city. Welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, folks? Haley and I here today. Haley, how are you today? Lovely. Great. Um, here's the topic we want to discuss today. If the if the title shows up already, telling this behind the programming. Uh, all we really want to do is kind of dig in, dissect, um, and explore a little bit of like, hey, why we do what we do inside the gym, inside of a class, what is the purpose, what is the aim, where are we going, and how are we getting there? Is that, is that fair to say? Mm-hmm. Haley, why do we want to do this? Uh, so we can better understand what we are doing at the gym, what our goals are for ourselves and as a, the gym as a whole. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And what, what, is, what is the goal of group class at New City Fitness? Mm, health and wellness and fitness. Fitness, right? So a, a very appropriate place to start um, would be defining what is fitness. Haley, do you remember the definition of fitness? Mm, something. Oh, come on. Oh, something over time. Oh, here, here, look. I have notes. I have notes. He's cheating. He's got N- notes. No, I don't. These are very old notes. So the definition of fitness is work capacity across broad time and modal domains. So what can you do regardless of the task at hand, whether it be a short task, a long task, a heavy task, a light task, something on the extreme of any of those and something in the middle. Fitness is how well you can perform any of those tests, right? That's what we're aiming for. That That is fitness defined. And so what we can also do is we can also quantify based on that definition. We can say, hey, if you can do this task that's standardized in a certain way faster than this other person, or a better example is faster than yourself six months ago or a year ago, we have a quantified metric that says, hey, by the data, you are fitter than you once were, or fitter compared to the guy next to you or whatever it is, right? That's the goal. And so a, a, a really kind of summed up way of saying what we're aiming for is also to say we're aiming for general physical preparedness. Whatever the task at hand, we want to help people become more physically capable of handling that task. Anything to add there? No. Sounds, sounds great. 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 <laughs> So um, what we're going to do is we're going to kind of walk through um, 
what a typical day in a class looks like, walk through the different elements that you might see, and walk through what kind of variance we're going to see in those. Haley's actually the one who writes all this stuff up. We work together as far as, um, you know, defining kind of the framework and a lot of this stuff that we're going to be talking about here. Um, but Haley's the one who kind of puts pen to paper, and by pen to paper, I mean fingers to the keyboard, um, and actually kind of, you know, works this out on a daily basis. So, that being said, where do we start? What's every day start with, Haley? Uh, principle of health or question. Oh, it does. Yeah, I didn't even put that on here. But yeah, we do. We So, because we're not just a, a gym that's, you know, focused on your physical fitness and your, um, boy, your ability to perform inside of the walls of the gym, we understand that the health of the human being is far greater than that. Yeah. We start every day with the principle of health. What's that look like? Uh, so we have 15 principles of health that we walk through. We focus on one per week um, with different questions every day to help kind of put those principles of health into action in your everyday life. Get your mind stirring on how you can better yourself in your daily life. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's like it really is a piece of the programming, right? Every day we start at the whiteboard kind of walking through um, the elements of the day before we get after it. And, and yeah, the first one is hitting through and walking through our principles and continuing to kind of keep these things um, top of mind and continuing to um, dig in and discuss what it really means to uh, have times of rest, what it means to, um, you know, going, going down the list, actually addressing these things. Yeah, that's good. That's good. All right. What's the next element? Warm up. Warm up. Before you, what was your what was your fitness experience before, before CrossFit type of stuff? Mm, I uh, was in sports in high school. I did like track and softball. And okay, okay. And so those were probably good examples. Did things. you did you have structured warm ups during that? Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Sounds good. Yeah. I think a lot of people who, you know, roll into the 24-hour fitness or the Planet Fitness or whatever, warm-up might be a fairly foreign concept. Maybe, you know, hit 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 a set with the empty bar, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But other than that, go right after it. Yep. How would you define a good warm-up? Um, so I think, like, particularly targeting the areas, the joints, the muscles, that kind of thing um, that we're going to be moving in the strength piece or in the conditioning piece um, just to, like, notice limitations or strength imbalances, that kind of stuff. Um, and what's what would you say the purpose of a good warm-up is? Um, I, I mean, just to help mobilize and Mm -hmm. uh, get the joints moving and the muscles ready that you're going to be working with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is it safe to say that um, a good warm-up will warm you up? I mean, I think so. (laughs) So that's that's obviously one really important element of um, actually having a well-designed warm-up is that this is going to do something to 
simply take you from your sedentary state when you walk into the gym for most of us and kind of start to rev the engine, right? Let's raise core body temperature. Let's like start to get moving without adding in heavy load or higher intensity. Let's let's like let's get the engine running hot a little bit, right? It's like warming your car up in the middle of the winter. It's like let's let's get stuff going, right? Um and like he was saying, you know, you could do that by just sitting on the bike for five to ten minutes. You certainly could accomplish that goal. But what we can also do in a time of warm-up is actually do some really specific work to um, kind of look ahead at, hey, here's where we're going. Here's what is going to be required of certain joints, of certain you know muscle groups. And we can put in some work to not only prep that stuff, but for a lot of people, the work that's necessary to, yeah, maybe increase some range of motion to be able to perform something more effectively or even just to perform it safely. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? Yep. Yep. Cool. So once we've got a solid warm-up and, and like, guys, I'm, I'm, I'll throw myself under the bus here. If I'm just working out by myself, the first thing I'm going to skip is a warm-up. And... 10 times out of 10, when I come to class, instead of like, hey, find a time in the middle of the day to do something by myself, I get through, regardless of how I feel walking in, I get through a good, intentionally designed warm-up for whatever activity is ahead, and I feel significantly better and more prepared, and and even even I'm, I'm just thinking like, hey, I'm more capable of doing the task at hand because of the good warm-up. So I don't know if that says more about you or more about me or whatever, but good warm-ups are extremely important. Um, one more thing with the warm-up. I don't know if I can ask this in a way to... <laughs> how should How should we be... How should we treat a warm-up? Is it is it just like, you know, yeah. is it just something to check off the box? Yeah, so, I mean, like you just described, if you come, like, have a time in the day where you can fit something in and don't warm up, you go into it kind of half-assed. Like, you are only going to do a little bit of work, and if you come into it with intentionality and do the warm-up how it's intended to be done you may be able to increase range of motion you may be able to increase flexibility you're going to warm your core body temperature you're just you're going to perform better if you come into the whole class yeah yeah so so that is that is actually a a a great point because if yeah if you don't warm up one of two things is going to happen Either the first portion of your workout is going to be a warm-up, and honestly, sometimes that's what I need. Like, sometimes it's like, I want to lace my shoes up, I want to get out the door, and I want to just start running, right? And sometimes, I like I, I walk into it knowing, like, hey, the first mile here, that's really going to be, like, my warm-up. And, and, and <laughs> lo and behold, about a mile deep, I'm like, wow, I feel like I'm starting to hit my stride. Well, great job, buddy. You, you, did, you did the thing, right? You, you finally warmed up. Um, 
but then the other thing is, hey, if you if you don't do that and you want to like go right into something high intensity, like you're either going to break yourself, right, or your performance is actually probably going to suffer because you weren't prepared for it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The other thing with the warm-up, so I think understanding its purpose is really important to actually get the most out of it, but also, like, one of my favorite things to tell people is practice makes permanent, okay? uh, uh, Another way to say this is some people like to say how you do anything is how you do everything, okay? So especially in a time of warm-up where it's like, hey, we're kind of just going through the motion. You're kind of just sending it. Like, are we getting a little benefit from it? Yeah, we are, right? But it's like you're, you know, you're kind of rounding your back. You're not really locking out everything, all of this stuff. This is opportunity to practice these ranges of motion. That's, that's, that's part of the purpose here. A, a, a great warm-up could be taking the movement that you're about to do and drilling it with a PVC pipe or an empty barbell as many times as you need to with as good of technique, as good of positions, as good of form as possible until, hey, you feel warm and ready to roll, right? That's the same concept as the you know going out for a run and treating you know the first little bit as like, hey, I'm, I'm doing the thing that I'm anticipating to do, but in a little bit you know, slower pace or whatever that might be. But when we do, um, you know, kind of more isolated ranges of motion with movements in a warm-up, these are opportunities to practice solid mechanics and treat these things really well um, because because no no rep should be wasted, right? These are opportunities um, to practice good movement, practice good mechanics and and yeah just practice practice functional movement that's that's what we're doing here all right component number two strength uh how man why why do we include explicit strength components what's the what's the point of doing this um yeah why is this like have a spot on the schedule every single day um yeah so if i i mean if you don't ever do something you're never going to get better at it so mm. if we want to get better at our back squats or faster at them in a workout we need to practice like mm-hmm. you said like practice makes permanent um so we're doing things in our strength pieces that will help benefit those bigger movements and stuff that we are going to do in the conditioning pieces. Yeah. 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 So one of the things that and I'll kind of pull it in here early, one of the things that we value highly within um, the realm of conditioning versus strength, that's kind of like the two general categories that we're thinking in um, is this idea of intensity. Okay. And intensity seems like this, I mean, somewhat nebulous term, like, okay, do something, uh, hard or fast or strong or whatever. But there really is also a kind of mathematical equation here similar to fitness. And really, we're talking about the same thing here. This equation for intensity is we're taking force, 
okay? So so the the load that we're using, okay? Times distance, how far you're carrying that load and divide it by the time it took you to do that thing, okay? So it might be picking up a couple of kettlebells and carrying them 100 meters, timing that, okay? It might be that. Or it could be, hey, a back squat with 225 pounds on it for 20 reps, okay? And the, the idea here is, you know, so in that case, the distance is, hey, for me to get down in the bottom of my squat and back up, you divide that by the time, and what we get is this this unit of power output, okay? If we can increase the load and keep the time the same, we're increasing the power output. If we can keep the load the same and decrease the time, hey, we've increased this power output, right? These are the types of things that we're seeing in, okay, if, if intensity is also where we actually see results come from, tapping into greater um, applications of intensity, then, hey, this is a really important thing for us to, to value and to use, right? Having greater amounts of strength gives us greater opportunity to access that stuff. We had a workout today. Haley, can you, um, did you see any application of um, a greater, um, dis greater use of the tool of intensity because of a greater strength kind of prerequisite to our, our conditioning workout from today? I don't know what you're asking. I know I'm putting you to the <laughs> test here. So here was here's here was here was the here was the workout. Okay, conditioning piece. We had some sit-ups, some handstand push-ups, and some farmer carries. Okay, the handstand push-up is a is a is a movement that like expresses a lot of force over a, a you know a significant range of motion okay and then we're always adding in this time element of either you know do as much as you can in an allotted amount of time or do this thing as fast as possible right if you don't have access to that movement because of the strength requirement okay you like you, we're going to have to do something different that's going to express uh, simply a, a lower degree of this power output, of this intensity, right? But if you have the strength to do a movement like that, you have access now to be able to, you know, do something like this with this greater amount of intensity. So, like, to, to this, this, this tool of strength actually allows you to um, have better results and better output in access to a different stimulus, a different movement over here, when we're really focusing on conditioning that, hey, we couldn't have necessarily done that if we didn't have this strength component, right? So strength is 
absolute strength is a really, really, really important thing. So how, Haley, are we kind of breaking down our strength work over the course of a week? Um, so for the week, we're going rotating through um, like a heavy lower, heavy upper, and then a maintenance lower and maintenance upper day. So those vary week to week. Yeah. But walking through those each week. Yeah. So um, define, define heavy, define maintenance. Um, so on our heavy days, it's like more of the power lifts, um, like back squat, front squat, push jerk, push press, those kind of things. And then maintenance days would be kind of your more like accessory work to complement those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really important to the, the only way to increase absolute strength and to increase. So, for example, like on a back squat, the only way to squat back squat more is to back squat more. Right. There's 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 no amount of step ups. There's no amount of leg pressing that you can do that is like going to be a one to one correlate to greater amount that you can back squat, right? We have to do the movement. We have to load the movement up to relative maximal load. Um, and we, we have to do that, right? So that's what we mean by heavy, these, these compound lifts, right? The deadlift, the back squat, even our Olympic lifts, right? The clean, the snatch, putting the weight overhead, right? The, these, these compound, typically bilateral barbell movements, it, 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 they are a phenomenal, phenomenal tool to be able to build raw absolute strength. That's why you look at the, you know, the world's strongest man. There's almost always some element that looks like, hey, they're either picking something up of, and, and sometimes it's straight up, like it, it's, it's, it's a deadlift, right? They might be using a gigantic bar with some crazy weights and maybe pull in like tractor tires or something or other but it's it's a deadlift right and they might be you know squatting a a friggin truck that's on a lift right like they might they might be doing that but it it's a squat right there's there is it's it would be hard to argue that there are other implements that are more valuable in building absolute strength than these kind of core components of, of powerlifting and weightlifting, right? So you're saying they're not just always squatting trucks? <sighs> I mean, I don't know, man. I was I was watching. Do you watch any of the Rogue Invitational stuff from this weekend? Bit. They So one of them was just straight up. It was a deadlift. They call it the elephant bar. It's this giant barbell. Um, and, you know, the guys are, are deadlifting 900 pounds. Um and then, it, like they had one of them, it was a, it was a, so this is a little different, but it was a, it was a dumbbell, um, from the floor, and they had to press it overhead, three hundred pound dumbbell, <laughs> ridiculous, um, but like you, you see these things, right? They're, like these are the tools that do this job of getting stronger, mm -hmm. and they do it really, really effectively. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Now. This idea of maintenance strength work. Sometimes we call it accessory work. Why is that so important? 
to help increase overall strength to help so we, we said that the other lifts are great for increasing overall strength though right what are you asking me a question yeah yeah i'm saying so it's like okay if 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 it why don't why don't we just why don't we just back squat and deadlift and bench press all the time because if you only ever do that you're only ever going to be good at that there we go there we go that is not that is not all that life throws at us right from a from a strength requirement standpoint right having having a great back squat is not a does not cover us within the full scope of general physical preparedness okay what what kind of strength we need for all of life and guess what these things can actually assist in those things as well right so yeah this is where we're going to look at you know being on one leg instead of two legs, going through ranges of motion that are not really great and easy to touch with um, these big compound lifts. You know, hitting hitting different positions that you know go kind of untouched. We just do these big compound lifts, right? It, it, it's like there's a reason why bodybuilding is called bodybuilding, right? They're they're literally looking at the human body and trying to build very specific um really the the entire body, right? But they're they're figuring out, hey, how do we like target and activate um these certain areas to build a well-rounded human being, okay? They're doing it for aesthetic reasons, but there's functional reasons to be doing this stuff as well. Yep. And within the gym, there's a lot of stuff that we can do in a very controlled setting that like, can help prepare us for stuff that becomes incontrollable outside of the gym, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're pulling weeds and you're getting in this strange position that it's like, hey, it's not a, you know, feet underneath your hips, hands outside your knees, deadlift position, right? But you essentially need to do the same thing. But now how can we, um, you know, how can we value the things that are important that are not going to help you not to get hurt in a weird situation like friggin' pulling weeds out of the ground? Okay, how can we kind of mimic some of those things and train some of those weird positions and weird ranges of motion within the gym where we can scale this to the point and develop things um, and, again, make you more generally prepared physically mm-hmm. and also prevent injury too i think that's absolutely big because w- one of the reasons why injuries happen is because like we are um you know overdeveloped in certain areas and underdeveloped in other areas and it could be just underdeveloped <laughs> overall right um yeah and this is this is one of the things that can um allow us to again just not be singularly focused and really good at a task. So, for example, a guy who is in the gym five, six days a week, right, and then on the weekend goes out and, you know, plays basketball and friggin' rolls his ankle or twists his knee and he's, you know, laid up for weeks on end because of this tiny little thing in this silly game of weekend basketball, right? 
what that says is whatever he was doing in his training wasn't actually preparing him for whatever he did in that basketball game, right? Okay, so how can we kind of take some of these real-life circumstances into the context of strength and conditioning and start to build a human being who's resilient and capable of doing all that stuff? Mm-hmm. It's good. So going heavy is important. This maintenance type of work is important. What we're doing on a weekly basis is we're saying, hey, once a week we're going to go heavy upper body, once a week we're going to go heavy lower body, and then once a week on the flip side of those, we're going to do some of this kind of maintenance work upper, lower, right? And we kind of like spread throughout the week that way. Now, conditioning, okay? (sighs) So we are not a CrossFit affiliate gym, okay? But Haley and I are both CrossFit trainers. Um, We were a CrossFit affiliate gym and like, let's call a duck a duck. Like the reason why we do what we do is in large part um, a result of the CrossFit methodology, okay? It's, there's a, like, there are wonderful, wonderful, wonderful things um, that have come out of, like, what CrossFit teaches, okay? And quantifying fitness is a huge component of that, okay? But there are some gross bastardizations, <laughs> of this methodology and there are ways that we can like we can we can turn this from a really great thing to a really bad thing really quickly okay so this first principle we want to talk about is the difference between uh testing and practicing Haley, tell me about the difference between testing and practicing uh, so our testing days would be days where we are performing something that we can test again in the future. So like the CrossFit benchmark girls or, um, hero wads or like hundred burpees for time, that kind of stuff, stuff that we can test and retest to see what our fitness is doing to see if we're fitness is increasing. Um, yeah. So testing different movements, different things together just to see if yeah. we're increasing our yeah. it times. Something Weights. done with maximal effort to yeah, to, to to test, right? To say this is as fast as I could possibly do this. This is as heavy as I could possibly go here, right? This is this this I gave everything, right? I crossed the finish line and I fell to the ground, right? Like this this idea of intensity giving absolutely everything into something. It's a really, really, really important thing to do, okay? And we can't do it all the time every single day, okay? For multiple reasons. One of them being, um, what I like to tell people a lot is if we think ancestrally, we can't run from the bear every single day, okay? And that's kind of like the signaling that you're giving your body when you're doing this type of stuff, okay? You are, like, 
putting yourself in a simulated life or death type of situation. You are going against everything your mind is telling you to stop. This hurts, right? Th- this is not something I want to be doing, right? And and learning how to physically push yourself past like w- w- what your brain is telling you not to do, right? Eventually, you're going to fail and get eaten by the bear. Right. Or, or right, exactly. Right. What would, is it good to have access to that stuff? Is it good to be able to run from the bear when you're in that situation? You better believe it. Right. Is it wise to continue to set up camp in the same exact spot where this continues to happen to you day in and day out? Right. No, no, that is foolish. Right. So, it's really important, and we can't own that can't be our only tool in the tool belt. It has to be there, okay? But we have to, and and, and I'm I'm even okay saying it might be one of the most important tools, right? The ability to 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 what we say is have access to your full physical potential. That's a really important thing, right? To be able to to go and do something to your fullest, yeah, it's really freaking important, okay? How do we get there? Yes. That is the question to ask. A piece of it is to go there, right? To experience it, to know what you can do, right? But we also need, just like like if we only squat, bench, deadlift, heavy, we're going to be missing out on a much fuller picture of strength, a much fuller picture of what the human body's capable of, right? It's just, they're just really, really, really freaking good tools, okay? But we need to kind of fill out in other ways, right? So, um, we do like to test, and we do that every single week, okay? But the majority of the time, what we like to say is, we should think of it more as practice, okay? Haley, w- describe to me what practice could look like. Um, like yesterday's workout, um, an imam. So we had an imam of first minute is six. What's what? What uh, Ewok? What is, <laughs> what is imam? Every minute on the minute. So every minute on the minute, you're performing a specific movement. So our first minute yesterday was six hang power cleans. And then our second minute was a calorie bike. So these particular movements you're performing within the minute. So thinking of it as practice. So intensity is up. Trying to complete these six reps of your hang clean within the minute and making note of that time so that you could take something like that into a test day and know specifically like, okay, these six hang cleans took me this amount of time. This is how much time I have to do this on my test day. Mm-hmm. Same thing for the bike. We had, it was like, it was 11 cal bike for the women, 15 cals for the guys. And so going as hard as you can, intensity is up on that second minute with your calorie bike, noting that time and knowing, okay, now I know that 11 calories takes me this amount of time when I am fresh and going as hard as I can. This is how much time it's going to take me in a test day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So 
So you're kind of the, you're kind of looking at, hey, we can learn from this. We can know mm-hmm. uh, about our bodies a little bit better. Right. Um, to know, hey, when I'm going all out, max effort, I can. It takes me, you know, 30 seconds to get through 15 calories. If I've got, uh, you know, 30 cal bike in the midst of five other rounds of stuff, it's not going to be as simple as taking those. <laughs> 15 cows in 30 seconds and times two, it's like, no, I need to expect that to take significantly longer, right? Mm-hmm. That That's that's like one aspect of this. But it's also to look at, hey, if, if I only ever do a test that involves, you know, a 30 cow bike and some push-ups and whatever, and I go through it, and I'm trying to do five rounds for time, okay? My pace on that bike, just like we said, is not going to be the same as what I'm able to do when I sprint, right? Mm-hmm. And if the only thing I ever do on the bike is work at this sub-maximal pace, I'm never going to build the ability and the capacity to do anything other than that sub-maximal pace, right? We need to practice these other different paces that, hey, they might not be sustainable in a test where I have to do more work than this, right? But we need to get some practice in going at these varying paces, right? Touching these this pace that I have access to, right? But I, I need to build it. And the way to build it is not just by, you know, <laughs> always only going at max speed, right? Maybe it is. Hey, we're going to go for you know, five minutes straight here and try to maintain the same pace throughout the whole thing or wh- whatever it might be, right? We we can't just say, hey, always go and do this task set before you as, as fast as you possibly can, right? Like we can be intelligent and kind of look at, okay, how can we um, kind of change some of these variables to be able to, again, just build out a more well-rounded experience. So, basically, we want to be thinking about the majority of training as this type of, like, practice, right? Um, But then, yeah, once or twice a week, we want to say, hey, instead of, you know, 500-meter row with all this other stuff mixed in and hit four rounds of it, it's, no, let's see what we can do for... 500 meter row, one set, four time. What is like? What is your max effort here, right? Um, those 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 things are are different, right? Um, that's that's not only from a a training perspective. How can we build, but also kind of where we started. What are you capable of, right? We can't just like get put through the ringer every single freaking day, right? Th- those things are are good and necessary at times, but if we're constantly just breaking down and breaking down more and breaking down more and not actually getting the recovery and the adaptation that we need, like, boy, we're just, we're just digging a big hole for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Right. So, um, the other things that we're considering here are, so the, if we define CrossFit, Okay, I, lo- I love this definition. It is functional movements, sorry, is constantly varied 
Fun function movements, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I should just read them. Constantly varied functional movements performed at a high intensity, okay? So we're constantly varying these things, right? That, that's one of these elements that we're using to create a well-rounded program that in turn spits out a well-rounded human being, okay? So we need to vary efforts. We need to focus on strength. We need to focus on speed. We need to focus on work capacity, right? And we need to kind of have um, you know, different workouts with these things in mind, with different um, biases and whatnot. We need to vary the duration, right? We need to do something that only takes less than a minute, right? But but in that less than a minute, you're you're you know going balls to the wall, right? We need to do something that takes 20 minutes and 30 minutes and 40 minutes and an hour, right? And be able to do these different types of tests, right? Um, and those are the different elements that we're kind of varying. How how are you how are you uh, taking those things into consideration as you're kind of writing out a week? Um, so I mean, just paying attention day to day what we're doing, um, trying not to overwork something, um, changing number of reps, uh, changing the sure. weight, sure, changing the time, like mm -hmm. you said, the time in which we're doing something. Um, yeah, which, I mean, just working those bigger areas in different ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's like there's there's near infinite possibilities as far as how we can adjust these things and you know mix them with different movements, whether we're doing something complementary versus doing something with kind of intentional interference, right? Doing thrusters and pull-ups are very complementary, right? You can pull and come off the pull-up bar and grab your barbell and start squatting and pressing with like, and those two things aren't going to kind of prohibit one from another. But if you go from some push-ups to some ring dips to some handstand push-ups, right? These things are like intentionally, like you're just blasting all of this pressing, right? Um, again, so many different ways that we can vary this and and throw whatever task at somebody and the better that we can get at managing and working through any task lo and behold the greater expression of fitness right mm -hmm. so how we kind of design a week we have kind of four primary um, days. That's kind of what we've been talking about here, where it's going to look like warm-up, the strength work, right? Bouncing back and forth between heavy and more of the accessory stuff. Bouncing back and forth between upper and lower, right? And, and varying these things. It's not like Monday's always the heavy lower day, right? That's the day you're going to see the back squat and the deadlift, right? These Even that is something we're trying to vary and throw those at different points throughout the week, right? Having these conditioning pieces that, you know, all of the variants that we already <clears throat> just talked about. But even still, we think that's partially incomplete, okay? One of the things that is really usually lacking in 
um, this type of programming is we simply call aerobic capacity. Okay, so our ability to work at this kind of um, this heart rate zone that is not max effort. Okay, um, but it, it is a a range that your heart rate can get into and it can sustain for a longer period of time. Okay, um, if we don't develop this system, we like we are always in a state, you know, similar to running from the bear, right? Where we're on like high, high alert, right? But if we build out what we're able to do at a lower heart rate, if we spend more time kind of developing this system, and now we start to look at a workout that, you know, might have been, hey, go for broke, put everything you got into this, and now all of a sudden we can do that type of output, and we're work, not working as hard, like, boy, our overall work capacity is going to increase if we're not always only able to access this one tool that is, hey, what can you do at max effort, right? So on Wednesdays, um, when we don't have the typical class with the strength and conditioning, those are the things that Haley's throwing into um, that programming, right? Something that you can do at this lower heart rate, typically for a longer duration of time, okay, with the intent of not, again, not going all out on this, right? Um, super, super, super important thing to do, okay? This other thing is on Saturdays. They don't follow this rhythm that we go through, right? We think, hey, there's a, a really important piece here, <laughs> again, kind of back to where we started, we're not only wanting to look at um, what the human being needs physically and how can we develop a crazy physical specimen, right? We're looking at the whole human being and uh, having some fun is a really important thing. <laughs> so uh, we always do partner workouts on Saturdays. And what's funny is we we primarily do that because it's fun, it's enjoyable, right? It's like, hey, it's the weekend. If you're going to come work out, right, it's like, it's almost like a little reward, right? And it also tends to give people a little different stimulus. What, Haley, what generally happens when you're uh, doing a workout with a partner on a Saturday? Uh, <laughs> lots of things. <laughs> um, feels really hard. <laughs> feels really hard. What do you think? Feels what do you think's really behind hard. that? Um, there's. I mean, usually there's some rest inside built mm -hmm. in the workout. Um, it's like a you go, I go type thing. Your mm -hmm. partner works, you rest back and forth. Um. Or you're like your partner's working, you're doing some kind of static something that's still working, and then you're going into the work. Um, it's a, I mean, a different stimulus that you're getting. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times, um, so it w and and we didn't really talk about this, but rest <laughs> is actually um, a really great variable that we can use inside of a workout to yeah really change 
what's happening, right? Change the, the, the stimulus of the, of the work. A lot of times on a, on a Saturday with a partner workout, you actually end up working at higher intensities and practicing a pace that you might not go at on your own because, yeah, you're sharing the load with somebody else, right? I only have to do this for one round at a time. I'm not tackling all 10 rounds by myself, right? So, yeah, your pace does change because, hey, it's not what can I sustain for 20 minutes. It's what can I sustain for two minutes at a time for 20 minutes, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So uh, we really we really value both aspects of that, right? Having the ability to kind of throw a different training stimulus in there and healthy relationships. Healthy relationships. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Cool. Uh, what do we miss? Got all kinds of stuff here. Got all kinds of stuff here. What, what do we miss? I think that pretty much covers it. Cool. So, um, you know, one of the huge reasons why we want to do something like this and, and kind of just like peel back the layers and really get a better idea of what's going on is like <laughs> to to say it in the not the most friendly way um, to to cut back some of the like cherry picking you know it's like you 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 look at the workout and you're like man I don't want to do that right but if we can understand why something is there it's like there's there's freaking tons of workouts that I don't really want to do right. That's why I'm not in charge of doing my own thing because I would probably do the things I want to do all the time and not do the things that I need to do, um, and I would create all kinds of problems, right? But what we're doing is we're trying to create and write a program that takes all these things into account, right? That um, provides a broad... Um, application of fitness okay and yeah a lot of times that means doing stuff you don't want to do necessarily doing stuff that you might not be the best at right but um you know and hopefully like the coming to class with other people you enjoy being around kind of like is a nice little easing and dulling of that sharp edge of doing something you don't want to do um, but like understanding, Hey, we're, we're doing this for a purpose and to, to get somewhere, to go somewhere to, to get better. And these are, you know, having a broad, um, regimen is one of the ways that we see it's, it's a really good tool, um, to use, to accomplish those things. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, like so, like you said that, like why why would somebody want to get better? Why do you want to do these things? You asking me? Yeah. Oh, bro. Uh, because the human body needs to move in order to survive and thrive. The human body needs access to its full physical potential. The human body needs to be physically challenged, right? Like, like the truth is, yeah, those those movement aspects are the um, really important. Like the the they are the things that we can you know it's the lever we can pull hardest within the gym you know even though we know that um these are not the only things they're really 
big important things and in the context of modern life it's like hey we really need to be intentional about doing something here because most of our lives look like this sitting in front of screens and doing stuff right um and if we are not actively progressing and moving forward right we are losing access to these things we are losing access to, you know, the ability to use your lungs in a certain way, to use your legs, to use your strength, um, to, to, to use your body in the way that it's, it's created and designed to work and function and thrive. Um, yeah, we, we gotta touch these things. We gotta move, we gotta run, we gotta jump, we gotta lift, we have to do all this stuff to um, you know, exp express the f the full human expression, mm -hmm. right? To yep. to to yeah. actually have and obtain health. Yep. Th these things are really important. Right. Cool. Yep. All right, folks. There it was behind the programming. That's what we're trying to do on a daily basis here inside of the gym. So, um, if you got any questions based off that, ask Haley. Um, or me, or post them in the comments, or whatever, any of that type of stuff. Cool. Catch you guys later. If you made it this far, it probably means you were interested enough in the content of this show to stick around for the whole thing. So first, let me say thank you for your attention. Now second, let me extend an offer to you to dig in more. All you have to do is open up the browser on your phone or your computer, Go to newcity.fitness slash start and schedule a time to come in for a free one-on-one -on -one consultation. We can talk further about what it is you're looking for with your health and fitness and see if it is, in fact, something we can help you with. Again, that is newcity.fitness slash start to schedule a free consultation. Until next time, give your body what it needs, stay away from what it doesn't, 